If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Another hour goes by, and, well, now we have nothing. It's a standstill between potentially Byron Leftwich and the Jacksonville Jaguars, or at least how it's played out publicly on social media. What a 24 hours since we left the show, I guess 21 hours, uh, and uh, a lot has changed, right? It went from, hey, Nathaniel Hackett's interviewing to this morning, Nathaniel Hackett's got a job in Denver, to now Matt Eberflus has a job with Chicago. Uh, all right, Leftwich is the guy who's got the leverage, the Jags, the Leftwich. Uh, what is happening? It's almost a done deal, says uh, Jarecki out in Arizona who covers the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. uh, Adrian Wilson, boom, everybody gets excited uh, that Trent Baalke's out, Leftwich power play. It's going to be Adrian Wilson, the GM. And Leftwich, which I think would make a very nice dynamic, by the way. Uh, and now the Saints are going to uh, interview uh, Byron Leftwich and hold the phone, stop the car, or at least stop the emotional roller coaster for now, mm -hmm. because uh, that's where we're at over the last few hours right now uh, here in Jacksonville as we wait. And the NFL watches <laughs> and probably chuckles a little bit. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, uh, we are out at uh, UNF Arena. The Ospreys play a couple hoop games tonight. And uh, the women go at 5, the men go at 8 o'clock. So uh, we get ready uh, for that coming up uh, here this afternoon. We're out in the lobby, so if you come by the game, say hello uh, to us, and we'll see if any news breaks during the show. Mm -hmm. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, once again, day number two, just taking in all the chaos and just kind of sitting back. And, you know, I laugh about it because, you know, they say you laugh until you cry. And I don't want to do the latter, but the fact that this organization finds himself in right now, I think some pretty bad optics in terms of having a head start over every other NFL team, teams getting their guys, and Jacksonville is seems to be stuck on a stalemate between Byron Leftwich and maybe some of the, the, the front office in terms of, of a guy like Trent Baalke. And that's where we're at right now, and I think both sides are kind of dug in, and uh, we're just kind of waiting here to see what's going to happen after that. And I don't think it should be like this, but, hey, that's where we are right now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it probably doesn't feel like it should be like this. The overall narrative right now, even my kid left the, the, the house today and was like, what are they waiting on? They've had four weeks, you know? Sure. And so I think that's where everybody's at right now. Does the organization look bad in all this? Here's what I say about the optics of it all, and I'm not here to defend the organization and say they look good. I don't think this is a good look for the Jags. I think you've got a lot of people around the country talking about them. But I think there's been plenty of bad optics around the Jaguars that I'm almost numb to them, man. Like, it's, it's like... To me, that doesn't factor in as much. I'm more like, okay, how's this getting done? Like, when is it going to get done? And what's going to actually happen? Um, is there a leverage play at stake right now? I think if you listen to a lot of people around the NFL and a lot of different coaching cycles, things change at times, maybe more than we know. Because what happens is we always hear about the guy that gets hired. We don't hear how the guy that didn't get hired maybe slip through the net. In other jobs, in these jobs uh, right here in Jacksonville, we don't know those backstories as well. We only know the story about how the guy got hired. And I think more and more you're hearing guys like, uh, was it Rick Stroud out of Tampa? If you sure. listen to his podcast today, how he even brought up like Bill Parcells slipping through uh, in Tampa a couple of times and how these things sometimes go awry. And so if 
that, that might be more of a natural thing than we know. It's just as public as it's ever been. And because the Jags have dragged this out so long, now all eyes are on Jacksonville because Hackett and Eberflus are two of their finalists and are off the board. Yeah. Um, I guess my frustration, and I'm, don't get it twisted here. Like, I'm cracking jokes, but I am frustrated with what's, what's transpired here. Good meme today, here. by the way. Good meme Oh, meme thank today. you, man. Yeah, I appreciate Check that. Check out Austin well, on Twitter. Yeah, do, do what you got to do. Um, I mean, I had two meetings to sit through, so uh, <laughs> I got some good I meme time. And, yeah, man. The other, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it's been a long day for me, but it's all good, man. <laughs> we got it done. We, uh, we, we tread forward. But I guess my frustration stems from the point of, okay, if you're Shad Khan, I get it. You're hell-bent right now on keeping Trent Baalke, and that's your prerogative, that's your opinion. It is what it is. But I sat and watched last year, you know, I'm sorry, two years ago at the end of the season while people were cheering for this, you know, this franchise to lose so they could get Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence was that one beacon of hope that said going forward, you know what, this is going to be different now. Things are going to be turned around because we have our quarterback. We have, quote, our generational guy. And we put him on that pedestal, and we expected him to lead us. And, you know, all, truth be told, it was an underachieving season for him, but my stance hasn't changed. I still think he can be a special guy and lead the Jaguars to many wins and hopefully playoff appearances down the line. But like, as we sit here and we talk about, okay, well, you know, Leftwich Camp might be entrenched in their stance, and Shad Khan may be entrenched in his stance. I think of Trevor Lawrence, and is anybody going to ask what's best for Trevor Lawrence? Because wasn't this whole thing supposed to be about the development of Trevor Lawrence? And I truly think that Byron Leftwich could help Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I've been very clear. I had Jim Caldwell, and then I had Doug Peterson, and then I had Byron Leftwich. We agree. I think Byron Leftwich is still a guy that can that, that can bring out some greatness in Trevor Lawrence. I think Byron Leftwich's resume in terms of offensive firepower speaks for itself. So I'm, I'm not saying, like, okay, the Saints are going to pick up Byron Leftwich, you lose out on him, but I'm saying that conversation's happening right now. And that conversation shouldn't be happening. We should be focusing on, okay, what can we do to give our star guy that we all cheer for this franchise to lose for, we got him, what can we do to help this guy out? And he's just sitting in the corner waiting like we all are saying, hey, who's going to be my next fo my head football coach and what can we do from there? I guess there's a couple of different ways to look at it right now. And I understand, by the way, I, I get it. The fan base is really like, what are we doing? What's waiting so long? But now let's well, get that's what the, I'm doing, yeah. too. And yeah. If we get through the mud of that, what are the Jags thinking? What's Shad Khan thinking? Do you think his head is spinning on all this? Like, oh, no, Hackett, Eberflus, I better make a move. Uh-oh, time to panic. Yeah. See, I don't necessarily think that way. And while I know some people be like, well, that's dumb. That's why he's a bad owner. That's all this stuff. I'm just trying to see it from that view of what's left. I think you can make the case that Eberflus and Hackett were never severe interest guys for the Jacks. I think you could also make the case that high on their list when this started before they even requested interviews, maybe it was a guy like Peterson. Maybe it was a guy even like a Dan Quinn who turned down the opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe left, which was very high on the list. We don't know. We don't know that list. That's like asking the draft order right sure, before the but, draft. But, but here's what I do know. Eberflus got a second interview. He did. Well, in part, though, that was a little weird, right? Because oh. I think the reports came out that the Zoom call went bad, and so the first one didn't go so well. Uh, okay. But he did get a second. I mean, nevertheless, he got a second interview, and what I do know is that Caldwell and Doug Peterson have not been requested second interviews. No. Uh, so, that we know of. Well, well we didn't know that, until 12 o'clock today sure. that potentially, because I say in quotes, because yeah. who knows if this was just thrown out there, that yeah. Vic Fangio was in an interview on Monday in Denver. So yeah. we didn't know that until today. So, we, well, again, I'm we don't just, always know everything. Okay. But 
this is this is what I have to go off of right now until somebody reports it differently. Well, that's that's fine. Yeah. But I'm just that's why I try to take that out a little bit okay. and logically well, then, think through. Well, then maybe Jim Caldwell's got a second interview. Maybe Doug Peterson's got a second interview. But way it stands right now, I just see Eberflus and and. Hackett. And Hackett. Yeah. And, and those guys are, are not an option anymore. Yeah. So you have Byron Leftwich, who has a second interview as far as we know, and that's it. And, and my fear is if you lose Byron Leftwich, then what is the plan going to be? Well, and, and that really gets down to a question I asked today earlier. And I know people are mixed on this. Um, and it's who has the leverage mm -hmm. in this play, right? And now even more so as this day has gone along. I had actually said this, I think, after Hackett. I don't know if I said it after Eberflus, or I think it was in between the two, the news of the two. And so, uh, and it was interesting. Got a lot of comments on social media about that, some back and forth. And what people said is the Jags have no leverage. Well, that's not true. They do have leverage. They have an NFL job. <laughs> and everybody wants an NFL head coaching job. Okay. Now, we can debate the level of leverage. Okay, but let's just say the Jags do have some level of leverage in this situation because if it doesn't work out with Byron or if they don't think so or if what you're saying could be possibly true that Shad really wants to keep bulk even though we all think that's dumb, well, then you can go back to a bunch of other candidates that still don't have but, jobs. Kellen Moore doesn't have a job. Brian but Flores no, no is still out there. See, but, all those things. But Kellen Moore, if you replace Kellen Moore with Byron Leftwich, then that's a failure because you're going to replace this franchise with a guy who has two years of, of coaching experience and that's it? And you mean to tell me that, that that's leverage that's going to be an upgrade over Byron? Like, that, that's not even close. That's not even the same ballpark as far as I'm concerned. Like, there's a reason why the, the, the name right now, Kellen Moore, at least as far as I know, is not a hot commodity. Well, Miami, I guess it is. Uh, okay, and, well, and, and we'll see. But, like, I just think he, he's too young in terms of, I do too. you know, the, the experience. And I think, like, you don't have leverage if you lose your guy. Because I think Byron Leftwich right now is Shad Khan's guy. I think if you lose your guy, well, then there goes your leverage. Because now, what, what, what's the next play going to be? You can say, well, we have one of 32 jobs. That's fine. But you still got to hire the best candidate possible. And if you lose the guy that you wanted, what does it say about your leverage? Well, first of all, here's how I interpret, interpret leverage. Leverage is, hey, we would like Byron Left, which would be the job. Now we start negotiating a deal. And that could have been taking place over the last 36 hours, depending on some of the reports and rumors and everything else that's gone on. Mm -hmm. So leverage becomes between you and me, Austin. Leverage doesn't become on how people perceive organization, how the fans feel, how everything else. Leverage becomes right here. It's right here about what we're trying to agree on and what you want, what I want. Sure. That's where the leverage. And so if I would think two things are at place potentially right now. This is why leverage I bring into the game. Mm -hmm. The Jags would like Byron Leftwich. Mm -hmm. I think Byron Leftwich would like to coach an NFL team and be a head coach and jump at this opportunity, and that happens to be in Jacksonville right now. So that's where the rubber meets the road, not necessarily all these exterior things at the moment, because if I'm working against you in this situation, I say, hey, that's, okay. that's cool, man. If you don't want to take this, I, I do have Kellen Moore, and I'm going to talk him up highly. I'm gonna <laughs> and talk then I'm going to say good luck talk. to you. Well, you're going to, as a fan, yeah. say good luck to me. No, as point. a coach, I'm going to say, because look at me. If I'm Byron Leftwich right now, and you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you truly want me, and I'm at the top of your list, and you want to sit here and try to throw Trent Balk in my face, you know what I'm going to say to you? Well, I have other options. My other options are I go to the Saints, interview there. Jameis Winston's there. I've coached him before. We have a chemistry. He had his most touchdown total with me. I can knock down the interceptions, and maybe we have some success. I can go to New Orleans. I can go back to Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians. Hopefully Tom Brady comes back. We have more success, and then maybe my name even grows bigger and bigger because, you know, I, I can bet on myself. And I can tell you as a Jaguars organization to go, okay, well, if you don't want me, then good luck with Kellen Moore. Good luck with trying to get Jim Caldwell or Doug Peterson. I think I have the leverage here. Well, and, and by the way, I think both sides have leverage in that regard because he does think that, and he does have some. I believe that. I'm mm -hmm. not telling you that he doesn't have any. 
But I do think the Jags have some leverage in this situation because I'm telling you what, from my view, just as much as you say, yeah, go ahead, take Kellen Moore, I'm saying, hey, Byron, you ain't getting that Saints job, man. They're bringing you in for an interview, but they got Dennis Allen, they but got Carmichael. How do you, how do you know a, that, though? How do you know that I'm your better option than, than Kellen Moore? Because I can just sit here and say I, I coach Jameis Winston. Is Jameis Winston the quarterback still in New Orleans? For now, yeah. Okay. So I can sit here and say, I work with Jameis Winston. As far as I'm concerned right now, it's him and Alvin Kamara on your offense. You don't have Michael Thomas, so you don't have a lot of weapons right there. I brought out the best in Jameis Winston. So do you want me to keep on bringing out the best in Jameis Winston, or do you want to hire a defensive-minded guy? Because the way I saw it in New Orleans, you were always an offensive-oriented group. Do you want to be a defensive-oriented group then? Then go ahead and, and, and hire someone that used to work in your system from Detroit. That's fine. But I think if, if I'm... You know, if I'm Byron Leftwich, I still have that in my back pocket. Well, yeah. Oh, by the way, you can think that way, but we don't know that. That's what the whole thing is about. That's why it's a negotiation. That's why I ask who has the most leverage. Um, I would sit here and tell you that I would bring up, if I'm the Saints or anybody else, you also had 30 picks. Why couldn't you limit the turnovers with Jameis Winston? And then, and, then, and then in turn, I can come here and say I had a top three offense with Jameis Winston. Do you want a top three offense with Jameis Winston? Then you better give me a contract. Yeah, you might. But I could say I got Dennis Allen here, man. The guys love him. I mean, he's, sure. his defense was unbelievable. We have the same tree. We can keep it rolling with Sean Payton. No turnover. We don't lose guys. If you, if I bring in a left, which I lose Dennis Allen. I lose potentially Pete Carmichael. I lose a really good staff that I've built in New Orleans. So we can go round and round on that. My point being is I think the Jag, just as much as Byron can say all those things, and believe me, I believe he can. I think actually I think Byron holds more leverage right now, and I think that's why um, the, the bulky thing can even be in play for him, right, that he mm -hmm. can maybe make that power move. Mm -hmm. uh, but... I don't think he has all the leverage. I, I think the Jags still hold leverage because no, there's I, candidates in, out there still that would take the Jaguars' job. There's, Byron has options, and the Jaguars have options. But I think Byron has more leverage because at the end of the day, if you want to get a lower-tier candidate, which you and I both have agreed that if you get a guy like Kellen Moore, that's going to be a lower-tier guy. Well, that doesn't have at it then. And, and good luck with you. And hopefully he, he can develop Trevor Lawrence and, and it all works out. But if I'm Byron Leftwich, I'm not going to get bullied into the fact that if I don't want Trent Baalke there, you don't give me what I want. I'm not going to stick around then. I'm out of here. I, I, got, I got other options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, I think that could be happening. The question is, who is going to stand up and leave the room, right? Who's going to leave the poker table? And this, is Shad Khan yeah. going to leave the poker table? Is Byron Leftwich going to leave the poker table if that's where it all stands? Mm -hmm. We don't know that. I mean, we, listen, Shad can bow up. Whether we want to criticize him or, or for doing it or not, that's a different story. But here's the but thing. But he can bow up. I have to criticize him because this whole argument right now is about Trent Baalke. Well, yes, if, true. If Trent Baalke well, wasn't here right now, <laughs> and if you would have listened and said, hey, go get Adrian Wilson right after the season, we wouldn't be here right now. So I'm definitely going to argue. I'm definitely going to blame Shad Khan because we are arguing right now. We're going back and forth about Byron Leftwich because of Trent Baalke. We should not be having this conversation right now. There is no other sports radio, you know, team in the country that has to have these arguments in terms of, well, you know, Trent Bulky. Nobody wants Trent Bulky. But for whatever reason, him and Shad Khan are close. Shad Khan, I think, might be willing to die on the Trent Bulky hill. We and now here that. we are. Well, we don't know that until, you know, we'll see what we Byron Leftwich. That's what people are maybe, assuming. That maybe, happened, yes. Well, the fact that we're here right now debating it, it, it leads me to believe that Shad Khan is a pretty big Trent Bulky fan. Yeah. Well, he, it, and, and he kept on on and all those things, so it adds up. But, uh, but that's frustrating. Knows. I mean, that's that's the, that's the root of the issue. It's well, 
Well, it's it certainly can be the listen. I'm frustrated the fact they didn't give it to Jim Caldwell and Doug Peterson right off the rip. So I mean, we're here on Byron Leftwich on both of our third candidates. Yeah, already well, before right. even Bulky jumps in the fray. But once again, is there a fact that maybe Doug Peterson doesn't want to work with Trent Bulky? Maybe you know Jim Caldwell is the same issue. Like to me, it's all comes back to Trent Bulky. It's simple as that. Yeah, it might be. Might yeah. be as simple as that. Yeah. Um, but it really comes back to Shad Khan. Because he's the one that's making a decision. Sure. He can either let Balky go, he can listen to Leftwich, who if Leftwich wants a different GM in there, uh, or he can move on and go in a different direction. And he could still, by the way, make the ultimate power play and say, all right, Byron, you want to hold up to the fire? See you later. Let you walk. Good luck if you get a job. We're going to go get Doug Peterson. By the way, Peterson, I've changed my mind. You can get rid of Balky. He could do that. He can do everything that he wants to do at the moment. I mean, that's fine. I don't think that's going to set a good precedent in the locker room, but go for it, man. Well, I don't think the GM stuff has anything to do with the locker room. Right Did now. you see Marvin Jones' tweet? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. I, I think it's got a little bit to do with yeah, it. I don't think the GM stuff. I think the circus of when are they going to find a guy was more Marvin Jones' tweet than okay. it was Bulky being in the building. We but talked once about again, this at the Brent, end of the season. Finding the guy has to do with Trent Bulky. Maybe. Like, okay. I think it does. I, I, th well, listen. I think this debate i think all this drama i think all these bad optics it starts with shod khan and it starts with trent Balky. so what happens by the way if left which gets the job brings in adrian wilson bulky's out do we then what i mean what, are we what, celebrating the move are well, we you saying have to. that why did you have bulky in the room I'm gonna, all the time did I'm you gonna, hurt yourself did it really hurt you if you ended up with your guy and bulky's out like then what happens Does yeah God get criticism I'm, still absolutely because then what, what were you hanging on so long for because, I mean, let's be honest here. If the if, job ends up getting done, what does it matter? Sure, hung, okay. Hung on. Okay. I mean, I, I think it looks pretty bad on Shad Khan's part if Byron Leftwich comes in, they fire Trent Baalke, Byron Leftwich brings his own guy in, and then it's it's all great, and we're just supposed to be like, oh, that's cool, the whole, the whole Trent Baalke, Shad Khan thing, don't, don't worry about that. Like, I, I'm going to question decisions made by Shad Khan in the future then. Okay. So, yeah, so it's going to linger. That's what I was asking. It's definitely so going to linger. Done. So me. you're crit really critical right now of Shad Khan for the future because you don't trust him really to make a move now because of the bulky situation. I, I, I'm questioning his decision right now with Trent Bulky, yes. yes. So and therefore the I'm going to question. Well, then you, I mean, I have to. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the Giants, like, uh, in this situation? Do you think they are hurting themselves by keeping Daniel Jones in the mix potentially? Or uh, I'm trying to think of another situation that might be keeping a guy in place that could hurt their prospects. Like them kind of coming out yesterday and saying, uh, hey, Daniel Jones, we like him. We don't think we've done enough around him. Is that hurting them potentially to get a coach? Because I mean, like a Dable might be like, hey, I don't agree with that. I'm going down to Miami. Sure. I'm I looking mean, elsewhere. I mean, it could hurt them at the same time. I think there's other options available, though, like Russell Wilson could be. Are you surprised with how it went down? Chicago and now Den uh, Denver. And, again, the big name guys. Not on, like, where is where did Peterson go? Like, and what's taking Minnesota so long? Well, they just got a GM in place. That might help. Miami says, hey, we'll wait till next week. I mean, the Senior Bowl is next week. We've said yeah. that. It doesn't seem to matter right now, this slow process. And the slow process could be hurting the Jags, but it might not. If number one on their list is Leftwich and they still end up with them, well, then did it really hurt the Jags? Maybe not. We'll find out. We'll talk more about it on ESPN 690 when we get back. Yeah, you always want to get out to a strong start, put some points on the board early and kind of control the game like we have the last two weeks. You know, you can't 
can't let a team like this get out in front of you because then you know, they put a lot of pressure on you on defense. You know, they're going to blitz you and, and make you, you know, uncomfortable back there if you get down. You know, we got down 14 nothing in the last game, and it's not exactly where we wanted to be at that point in the game. We were able to, to fight out of it and end up winning the game, but you know, we'd like to have a stronger start. That is Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. You would think uh, some news not only coming down today, which let the dominoes start to fall, but I would think tomorrow or later today, but tomorrow and Saturday could be news days in the NFL when it comes to all these coaching hires. And uh, are the GMs all locked up now? Giants did theirs. Minnesota got theirs. Chicago got theirs. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, eventually Pittsburgh will, gonna come open. Pittsburgh will announce theirs after the draft, I'm sure. I'm missing one. I'm missing one. I feel like I'm missing one. Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember now. But I think there might be one more out there that we're missing, or maybe we were just factoring in Pittsburgh. That's what I Well, I mean, the, the, the Giants got theirs, keep in mind, as well. Yeah, so Giants, so. Minnesota, and Chicago were all done. Yeah. So now, I mean, again, I, I think we're going to see coaching hires over the next couple of days, over the 72 hours. But usually Sunday would be a hands-off kind of day for that information because it's the playoffs, and that's amongst all sports. It's like an unwritten rule. It doesn't mean it can't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would think maybe that's a little bit of a dark day. And then, I mean, if we get into next week, I'm still pretty convinced the Jaguars will have a coach by tomorrow. Do you feel that way, or do you feel like, no, this charade's going on longer and longer? Well, I think if it's going to be Byron Leftwich, it'll be by tomorrow. I don't know if it's Byron Leftwich, then it might go on a little longer. <laughs> yeah, if it's not. I, you know, it's, cra- it's really wild that it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Okay. Because still, in, you know what it reminds me of? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of uh, the game between the Raiders and, and the Chargers. Okay. Because the Raiders and the Chargers, and then you had this third party out there with the Steelers and the fans, right? Yeah, and that yeah. game was back and forth. Could have went either way. Both teams could have made it if they tied. Chargers could have made it if they won. Bounced out the Raiders. Pittsburgh's in. All this stuff. And um, this reminds me a little bit of that right now because as we sit at like 3.30 here on a Thursday – where we think we know where it's going, thought we know where it's going, it could still end up in two huge polar opposites. It could end up with Byron Leftwich and a new GM, Mm -hmm. or it could end up with the same GM and Byron out the door Mm -hmm. over the next few few hours, next day, whatever. Um, And so that is a weird spot to be in. As we thought this thing was closing in, like, I don't think it's off the table. Now, listen, I, I disagree with you a little bit here. I don't – and by the way, I'd like to say that I have been very adamant that I think Byron will have opportunities over the next few years. I think in this cycle right now, I think his Jags are bust uh, at the moment. He hasn't interviewed other places. The Saints come alive today. I still believe the Saints are going to um, probably promote internally at the end of the day. They have a lot of good coordinators, probably like to keep continuity. In my estimation, it makes sense. We disagree on that, that it could be in play. But I do think going back to Tampa and getting fed up with this situation for Byron is certainly in play, no, and, and that could happen. I think it's a lot more likely that Byron actually goes back to Tampa than he goes to New Orleans. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I just think, like, in terms of negotiations, there are some things that Byron can say to maybe gain some more leverage. But, no, I think, like, the overall play for Byron, if Jacksonville doesn't work out, I think he goes back to Tampa Bay. Hopefully Tom Brady comes back for him and he has another pretty successful season. Yeah. Um, by the way, the, the, I will say this about Wilson. I don't think a lot of people know about Adrian Wilson. That's a name that we floated out there in the past. Correct. Uh, and that, that was kind of rumored about that it could be a packagey type deal. Well, and yeah. and um, I think there's a lot to like about him 
asked a lot of people around the league about him, and, and I mean, he's what everybody says, kind of this rising star. Now, he's somewhat new in the game. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of experience from a, from a personnel standpoint. Would give you a little bit of the John Lynch-ish kind of feel. Yeah. Um, that, that player that is known, and he was in Arizona for a long time. I think I told you a couple weeks ago, I texted with Clay's Campbell. He said he loves that guy, yep. you know, and I think that's the way he's received, and now is looked at as this rising star in the industry. So I think there's a lot to like about a potential Leftwich and Wilson get-together in Jacksonville from the Wilson point of view. Well, absolutely, and it, it was my big fear that Chicago's going to actually get Wilson as their GM and then kind of poach Brian yes, Leftwich right. away from, from Jacksonville. That's what I thought was going to happen, actually. And um, well, thankfully it didn't, you know. So once Chicago made their decision to get their GM, I thought it was all about a formality where it's going to be Byron Leftwich and Wilson, which it still might be. But obviously things are getting drawn out now. That was my biggest fear because, you know, from, from what I've heard and everything is that, you know, Byron Leftwich is a big supporter of Wilson. They work great together, and that's what you want out of a, a GM head coach relationship. Yeah, I, I think, well... <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> really, that's at the root of this all is what yeah. we want, right? I think everybody's in line with that. They, they want that idea. Uh, do you give any credence to the fact that that story was, again, Mike Jarecki out of Arizona. He does a good job. And, and so I don't think it was just thrown against the wall type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he knows the Arizona organization. I will say that, again, I'm very cautious of what is a report and what is either hearsay or um, theory. And, okay. and I think there's a lot of people that hear stuff and then create a theory okay. off what they hear. Not necessarily. They didn't hear that this was a done deal. But Jarecki's pretty good, and, and so I would trust that that thing was probably getting close or at least the possibility in play. Or did somebody feed him that information? Really hard to tell in this news cycle right now over the last 24 to 48 hours, if we're being completely honest. Um, but I, I think there's – if that situation were to present itself, then people started asking, would, would Balky still be in the building in some capacity? Like, say, Shad does have a liking for Bulky mm -hmm. and doesn't want to get rid of him. Could he be in the building some capacity? I would say absolutely not. I, I think either Shad's, you know, just dying on this hill for some crazy reason of standing by Bulky, or he's gone. And, and I, again, this goes back to my text to Leftwich that I would send him yesterday's show. Mm. It's like, don't create that. Get him out of the building. Mm. Like, flush the building. Bring your own people in. Yeah. Um, I think he's trying to. I think he is. I, I don't think Maybe before. he got my text. Maybe you got your text. Now it's time to text Shad Khan and ask why you keeping Trent Bulky. Yeah. So, but my point being, you don't think Bulky could stay in some capacity, even if it's not GM. I'm. I mean, if that were to happen, that yeah. Leftwich, I, I mean, if if that's the case, and you're Shad Khan, then you learn nothing from your from your past mistakes. And that was with, you know, Tom Coughlin, which made sense in some capacity at the time because it's a former NFL coach. He's had success. He's had Super Bowls. So you got the sense that, okay, you know, coming back to Jacksonville, Tom Coughlin, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty wasn't the move to make, but you did have that one year of success, and then it all fell apart. Well, you don't have the resume that Tom Coughlin has with Trent Baalke in terms of trying to set a culture, in terms of the X's and O's part, part of it. So, no, I, I think you'd be doing your team a disservice if you try to keep Trent Baalke around in some sort of higher office role. Yeah, I do too. Um, I really do. Uh, the, our, our surprise for you, Hackett. Uh, when that news dropped this morning, you're on WAP 95.1 and you're scrolling through and boom! Yeah. Hackett to Denver. Whoa, baby. I was excited because I'm one for one right now on my picks for coaches. Oh, I was de you had yeah. Denver? Yeah, yeah. Casey, yeah. did you have Denver? I did. Oh, you had Hackett in Denver. Well, welcome to the club, Casey. It's good to have you well, here, man. Listen, we lost a couple, right? Because I think, I think I had, I, I got to double check, but I think I had Quinn in Denver. In Denver, okay. And so Quinn's out of the, 
out of the mix. Took himself out. Yeah. Of everything. Yeah. He's it's done. Bummer. It's a bummer. And so he didn't get the Denver job. Didn't yeah. get the Chicago job. Where I think he interviewed twice for both. Which I had him going to, by the and way. I, I had him going to Chicago. And I think he, I think he was sought after a little bit in New York, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so he, maybe he either said, he, "Here's what happens, right? Guys are like, all right, I don't think I'm going to get that job. I'm coming back and resu- taking myself out instead of it look like I didn't get the job. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that could happen as well. So, but I don't know. Maybe he didn't want it. He obviously didn't love the Jags job because he didn't even take the interview. And so I think he knew that he was going to get some job offers or um, some interviews. Mm-hmm. And if it fit the right place, he was, it, then he was going to go back. So I, I'm a little muddy on whether I think he didn't want the Giants job or if he didn't think he was going to get the Giants job. And a guy like Jimmy Sexton says, hey, you might want to go back to Dallas. Yeah, no, <laughs> for know? sure. Or maybe it's a fact that maybe Mike McCarthy's on a hot seat right now and maybe Dan Quinn well, will be the next point, guy right? too. So If you wait one more year. Yeah, if you wait one more year. The Cowboys. Yeah, so who knows how that's going to play out with Mike McCarthy. I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to buy into the rumors, maybe Sean Payton will be in the mix in a couple of years as well. I mean, Dallas is going to have... Uh, I feel like an interesting go-around here in the next couple of years or so. But with Nathaniel Hackett, I'm not that surprised just because I think it's the it's the ultimate boomer bust play for Denver. Is it? Well, I think they want Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I uh, I think the guy that can try to you know coax Aaron Rodgers away from Green Bay, and the player doesn't need a lot of coaxing at the moment because they're about to be in salary cap hell, if you will. But I think that the guy that can try to maybe take away uh, Aaron Rodgers is Nathaniel Hackett, uh, a guy who you know wasn't calling the plays for Aaron Rodgers, but was working with Aaron Rodgers extensively. So I feel like that play by Denver there was an Aaron Rodgers kind of play. Listen, I really like Nathaniel Hackett, and and I do think this is one thing I would have defended him with if he was hired here in Jacksonville. He wasn't the top three on my list, mm-hmm. okay? But I would have said he is the best offensive coach this franchise has had, in my opinion, in the last decade. Mm-hmm. under Shad Khan's ownership, and, uh, and maybe even since I've been here in, like, 2008, if you look at what they did. Uh, and it was a short, small sample, but if you look what they did. And so uh, he's got a little pedigree with his dad. He's obviously gone to Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur, and he's had some success there. So I could see, and I could see Shad having an emotional tie to a guy that gave him his best year in 2017, mm-hmm. right, and very memorable. And, again, uh, Nate's a really likable guy, like a really likable guy. Uh, but I will say this: I didn't think he was going to get. I didn't think he'd be a great fit as a head coach this go round. I thought the Jags might be his only chance to land a job, and that would be if he took a guy like Bulky along for the ride and just fit in there because he was desperate. Yeah. I did not see him landing one of these jobs, man. I was really surprised that he ends up in Denver, a usually coveted job that has a lot of uh, talent out there. Doesn't have the quarterback yet, and. I don't think that they can just say, oh, yeah, Aaron's coming. I mean, unless they know something's up, I, I just don't know what you can find. You really know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking, you know. But they might have a real good plan to say, we're either going after Aaron or we're going after Russell Wilson mm-hmm. or we're going after Deshaun Watson. So it might not just be Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. uh, but they have to have a plan in place to go get a quarterback somewhere, whether these big guys or not. I'm just telling you, I'm a little surprised that he landed that job because I think any coach could have said the same thing, and that would have warmed him up to that job. No, true. But I just think with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, uh, unless Green Bay can pull off a miracle in terms of who they bring back at a, at a minimum, they're going to lose a lot of key contributors, and they lose a lot of key pieces. Yeah. And then they got to try to make Devontae Adams happy as well when you're already over the salary cap going into the next season. So the, the, there's a lot right now on Green Bay's plate. Um, that a lot of people think, I think, you know, it's going to be blown up and kind of restructured again just because they don't have, 
you know, the money. They simply don't. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to stick around and then see another rebuilding phase uh, come to fruition. I think Aaron Rodgers is in win-now mode, and I think that Denver um, is one of those teams out there, at least in terms of offense and their defense. You know, we're talking about a top-eight defense uh, in the NFL. I mean, I think uh, that's a team that is just missing a quarterback to kind of take that next step, and Aaron Rodgers could be that guy. And I think getting, you know, his offensive coordinator, his coach, only helps the situation out. Uh, I'm going to say something real quick about the Eberflus hire. Uh, it doesn't do much for me either way. I guess I'm not stunned by Chicago going with a guy, I mean, a big culture guy, but more mm-hmm. the defensive guy. If I think Chicago, you played in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think defense, right? Yeah. I know they have Justin Fields, but I still think defense. If I have, if I look at some organizations, I'm like, what are they all about? I'm like, Chicago's about Mike Ditka, and they're, well, <laughs> yeah. they, he's not a defense guy. Dick Butkus, I should say. Sure, and, sure. And just even when I think Mike Ditka, I think of the '86 Bears, right? I think about that defense. That's where I was kind of going with it. And and I just feel defense, defense, defense. Even Khalil Mack in the latest run of their defense was the thing that led the way. Yeah, it's funny when when you look at you know NFL in terms of new coaching hires. You know, teams always kind of tend to go in the opposite direction that they, they went before. You know, um, like, you know, for instance, in in Denver, they go with Vic Fangio, uh, a defensive-minded guy, and then they change the script, and now they're going with an offensive-minded guy. Um, in Chicago, you had an offensive-minded guy underneath the Andy Reid coaching tree, and now you're going to a defensive guy. So I always feel like teams want to go the opposite of what they had before. Now in Jacksonville, I mean, it's kind of hard to gauge because you had Urban Meyer for less than a year, you know, so you're not really flipping the script at all. You're more saying, hey, we just need balance and we need someone that can sustain a job here longer than a year. So I don't really count the Jacksonville job. That's kind of an outlier. Yeah. But generally that's what you see with these teams, I feel like, is teams that tend to go in the opposite direction that they went prior. Well, and by the way, shot is going in opposite direction in one sense. He went, boom, I'm going after my guy, and I'm a one-track mind. Mm-hmm. So now he's got every freaking coach in the world mm-hmm. that he's interested in over a month time, and he's taking his time. Mm-hmm. So he has gone in an opposite direction to that degree, just not offense-defense in that sense. I want to ask you about, listen, we're talking about Leftwich Adrian Wilson. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Hackett Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Shane, Joe Shane, the GM at New York, Brian Dable possibility. We're talking about when we say Byron Leftwich, could he bring Chris Godwin over? Yeah. It's funny. It's like this isn't the playground, folks, right? Like we're not talking about – these aren't package deals. These guys are sure. all individuals. I understand the tie-in, but I do think we have to be a little aware of that, of saying, okay, just because this guy's bringing this guy doesn't mean that guy's going to be there. I think that Eberflus is an interesting one in that regard because some people, Ed Dodds had been a guy on some people's list. I think he might have interviewed for that Chicago job, if I'm not mistaken. He was a hotter name last year. Mm. But this was uh, Poles, who ends up with the Chicago job, brings Eberflus in. And so I, I think we got to be a little careful. I get the connection. I just think we got to be a little careful of saying, okay, we're getting Byron, we're getting his buddy. We're getting Joe Shane. We're getting a guy who worked in Buffalo. Yeah, like they might not. He might not think Brian Dable's the next big thing coaching-wise. He could bring somebody else in, like a Flores or something. No, true. But at the same time, though, like NFL, we talk about it all the time. It's all about relationships. Yeah. Look no Any farther businesses. than yeah. Look no farther than you know the, the hirings that Urban Meyer had um, this year. I mean, it was mixed with some new guys, but also mixed with a lot of guys that he had connections with. That's what any team is going to do. And I think that if you have the opportunity. Um, to kind of have your quote-unquote boss be your GM and your head coach, you're going to go to the team that you know who's going to be running the show. You you don't want to have that trial period in the first couple months where it's like, I don't know this person, let's get, let's get to know this person. No, man, this is football. It's all about relationships and, and, and continuity. And I think that if you're a head coach and you have an opportunity to go to a place that has a GM that you know, that you've worked with, and most importantly that you get along with, 
I think that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I think it's. But by the way, we did see it here a little bit. Uh, in this, I wouldn't even bring up Urban Meyer as much, and I get it what you're saying from Charlie Strong to others. Mm -hmm. But I would say uh, you could make the case Bevel and Marvin Jones. You know, yeah, of course, sure. the money's got to be right. But Marvin Jones obviously didn't mind playing in Bevel's offense, and the money was right. He probably advocated for him, said, hey, we could use this guy. Yeah. I, I know I mean, this guy. And yeah. so to your point, you get some of those things in play. What I just think we've got to be a little careful in the Nate Hackett situation especially is to say it's Hackett, it's Rodgers, it's Devontae Adams heading in Denver. Um, and I don't know if I'd buy all that. By the way, I'd love that. To, if, it, if Devontae's not going to end up here, yeah. end up in Denver and then maybe opens up one of those wide receivers to come here. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know? man. I mean, I, I feel like if you're going to – I think Devontae's going to come with a pretty steep price tag, though, for Hackett. Yeah. Uh, well, not only that, but you'd be paying Aaron Rodgers a lot of money, too. Can you afford yeah. Rodgers and Devontae Adams is a big guess. Um, yeah. Over draft capital. i got to believe in Denver today, that's what they're talking about, right? Sure. I mean, they're yeah, saying, they're all right, Hackett, bring them over. Yeah, they're right? excited. Hope you got them for a good Christmas gift. Yeah, Hope man. you started planting the seeds. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, does speak highly of uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the job that he did here in Jacksonville. Uh, he brings up just as uh, much. We'll be back. We are live at UNF Arena. Got some hoops tonight against Central Arkansas. 5 o'clock women's game. 8 o'clock men's game. UNFOsprays.com. Stop by if you can. I'd uh, love to see you out here. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. More on the coaching search when we come back. A lot of people here in Detroit obviously happy for you. Uh, still rooting for you. Uh, I think some people are also wondering maybe, you know, why it never happened in Detroit. Do you, do you, what's your theory on that? I haven't thought too much about it, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to make sure that uh, I'm in the present, being, uh, you know, kind of where my feet are planted and, and uh, taking care of business here. Um, had a great time, a, a great run there. Um, loved playing there um, for 12 years, but uh, I'm in this place now and, and enjoying the opportunity to uh, be a part of this team and see where we can take it. So that's kind of where I'm at um, at the moment. Come on, Matthew Stafford. Some people are rooting for you, man. Fall into the stat, uh, the storyline a little bit. Yeah. No. How do you think uh, Detroit is rooting for Matthew Stafford? Oh, absolutely. Stafford? You think so? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have a friend who's is a diehard Lions fan, unfortunately. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, it's sad. <laughs> no. he, well, he's, he, he's like a Michigan fan in general. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, Wolverines, it is what it is. But um, he's very happy for Matthew Stafford. He I, is. I, I think a lot of Lions. Because, I mean... You know, in Detroit, it all falls on the quarterback, right? And, and he couldn't, you know, win big, and I understand that. But, like, he did the best that he could with what he had, I think. I think Lions fans understand that. So, I think they're still happy for him. Yeah, I, listen, I am from the outside. I yeah. just didn't know if, like, a, like, I don't think people feel that way about Jalen Ramsey's chance. Well, and, and obviously, reasons, well, right? but, you know, how, how, how Jalen left things, yeah, that's, uh, that's a different story. Uh, you just said something to me that's pretty funny. By the way, we're going to have Brad Meester on a little bit, mm -hmm. former Jack Center who played with Byron Leftwich a little bit. Uh, and, heck, you know what? If we got to dial things down a notch and just kick it back a little bit and wait for this to unfold, why not spend some time with Brad Meester? Let's camp out with Brad Meester, uh, man. I like that. And so, but you said something uh, in break there, like watching this unfold. Mm -hmm. You know, we're kind of in it, but then you also watch it. And I did tweet something yesterday. I said, listen, you got to look at everything, not just what you want to hear. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's a danger zone to get yourself in, even as a fan. I, I get it. It's a little different with a fan. You're not trying to, you know, break news and follow news and then have to report all that stuff. So it's a totally different animal. Um, but I kind of got that in my house now, right? No, <laughs> I'm for sure, I'm watching my kids. My, yeah. They're season ticket holders. They're watching this, and and it's unfolding. And also they're seeing me work on it in a little bit. So it's, I'm balancing all this stuff. And I said the spaces are so different. The radio space we're on, yeah. what we can talk about, yeah. TV, that space, and then social media is a whole different animal. Yeah. Uh, but it is kind of wild to watch it all unfold. 
well, uh, from the people, because we all know everybody in town anyway. Sure, but then sure. even the outside world, I think, is fascinating. The national guys. No, it's um, it's always something. I mean, listen, I I tiptoe the line and I walk the line of sports journalist, you know, because I I don't really know what category I would fall in, but it has been. I don't want to say just. I mean, it's been interesting. It's just, it's it's been a it's been an interesting experience watching how different outlets, watching how different people have approached this thing. I mean, even myself. You know, I mean, I've I'm generally more the one that wants to poke fun at situations as opposed to take things seriously, just because, um, you know, that that's my whole gig. Uh, obviously, when I come on this show, I mean, I speak my opinion and I and I do my research. I try to do the best as that I can, and then hopefully offer you know differing opinions and all that stuff. And sometimes we fight, Brent, but it's all good. Yeah, yeah. it's all love. It's what we do. But like, oh, it, it would be pretty boring radio. Yeah, but when it comes to social media, I just consider social media a platform, especially like like a Twitter, where man, it, the, the, it's not real life. Sometimes you know, it's just it's just not real life, and you can't take things so seriously. And it's just it's been interesting to watch how different people are are trying to react to what you see, um, trying to, to, to capitalize on things, and just, like, the responses from those people. It's, it's been awesome. Man. I talked I mean, about I this it. a little bit yesterday at the so, top of the show. It's a good case study. It is. It is a, it's a, and really, listen, I love the industry, mm -hmm. and, and I'm fascinated by the industry, and I respect the old school part of the industry, mm -hmm. and I uh, am aware and acknowledge the new school part of the industry. So there's a, it's a, I'm kind of right in the middle of that. I mean, I'm sure. in my mid-40s, so I've, I've kind of in between both of it. And so it is fascinating to watch it unfold and and almost kind of be a part of it and uh, i did like i said I, I tweeted last night it's like the interpretation and the misinterpretation of whether it's a tweet a retweet a report a, a, an opinion um all these different things i think has been really a fascinating watch and i'll say i was trying to think back because we just did this with urban but urban was different last year mm -hmm. there was a lot of smoke for urban but rem i remember i can picture myself in the my living room talking on the phone to like three different people like is this happening is it not happening oh it looks like it was happening now it's not happening i was told by one person hey yeah you got cold feet he's not doing it yeah now you wish he did and and uh <laughs> and so like we do this dance yeah when these things happen like this is not a new dance no like, these things do happen but it does feel like jacksonville does it different like no, i'm not well, sure like I, I wish i could embed myself over the last couple of weeks in chicago or or denver Sure. And has it been this much of a roller coaster ride in those two places? I doubt it. And like you said earlier, that's probably bulk, bulky being the emotional centerpiece of all this in, in no, reality. Well, it, it, he is definitely is the emotional centerpiece of it. And no, I don't think it's been like this in Chicago. Um, I don't think it's been like this in Minnesota or any other team right now that's open you know, for, for GM vacancies and head coaching vacancies alike. I just think of what you have um, is, is the powder keg known as Jaguars Twitter where you've gone through almost a decade of suffering yeah. and in that suffering you've kind of fed upon each other and found camaraderie and in doing that you ignited passion and in doing that um you you united almost like just like a a, a group of people uh, who are passionate have each other's backs, which I think is a very cool thing. Until you rub them the wrong way, and then and then and then Brent's mentions get get a get, get a little extra juicy. You well, know, let's rub them the wrong way or say what they don't want to hear. Well, say what you don't want to rub them the wrong. I'll say rub them the wrong way. You say say what you know they, they don't want to hear. But uh, I just think it's it's been a result of the past decade of yeah. just bad optics of losing. Um, and people finding camaraderie in each other, which I think is a is a beautiful thing because, you know what, 
you you could have the ladder where people don't care anymore. Yeah. And, and then if you're talking about that, then you're talking about, well, what's going to be the future of this franchise? I think this franchise is fine in terms of where they're going to be. Now you just got to start producing wins on the field. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of passion, right? And I yeah. do think from a journalistic point of view, I think the worlds are colliding. Like this new wave versus old wave, the way we're taught journalism versus the way it's just done now. Correct. You know, there's this whole thing. And right or wrong, I'm not saying one or the other. I, I think the whole thing's fascinating and we're watching it unfold. And we still don't really know. Was Dilla right? <laughs> I mean, it's so, hey. What? Dude, I just want to see, story? go ahead and check my receipts. I didn't badmouth it, dude. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to say about it, man. Uh, we'll be back. Because there might be a storm coming, just saying. <laughs> Brent, better bat down the hatches. <laughs> um... We'll be back. Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 600 live at UNF Arena. Ospreys play tonight, 5, a, uh, 5 p.m. for the women's game, 8 p.m. for the men's game against Central Arkansas. Longtime Jaguar, Mr. Jaguar, Brad Meester joins us next on ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 